I think it's fine having like a swearing opinion on something. It isn't like it's a negative thing. You can fucking love something as well as fucking hate something. Hello, and welcome to We Can't Rewind, We've Gone Too Far, a podcast where a Scotsman, an Irishman, and a Bulgarian review the most terrible, silliest, weirdest as fuck music videos. Hello, I'm Neil. Hi, I'm Neil. Hello, I'm David. This is the first episode that we've recorded after releasing the show, so we're now aware that actual people are listening to this, so hello. And I hope we're not all too hard to understand. Good luck. <laughs> I'm. I, people don't understand Sorry. on a good day, so... Yeah, That's true. Podcast, the accents. The accent <laughs> podcast. In case you can't tell, I'm the Bulgarian one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of course. course. <laughs> Today, we're trying to keep our faith in music videos for Sting's If I Ever Lose My Faith In You... You've guessed it, it's from 1993 again. What happened in 1993? Who hurt all the music video directors? Directed by our old friend Howard Greeno and collaborating with Doug Nico, an American who has done some movies and music videos. I'm sure we've stumbled across some of his works as we've gone with this podcast. By far most symbolism-ridden video yet, yet very easy to follow and understand because even 8th grade English lit symbolism is still symbolism. The video is full of references to historic and biblical figures. Joan of Arc, Danish King... Canute, Canute. Can- oh. the first Danish king to ever get canonized, also patron saint of Denmark. Moses, Louis the Fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for listeners at home, there's Roman numerals happening here, and I don't speak Roman numerals. There are also references to what I believe is the times during the Black Death via imagery reminiscent of the movie The Seven Seals, which would make sense since one of the motifs of the film is the silence of God and the loss of faith. Also transformation which doesn't really have anything to do with anything else. So it's an interesting video. There's a lot of different things going on, which I guess are connected in the sense of faith and loss of faith and different forms of faith. A lot of the, the sort of characters that pop up, are they all, like, I'm not I'm not a man of faith. Are they people who have lost their faith along the way or something like that? Moses is a biblical character. I, d- does anyone know what specifically happens with him? Don't... Who was it that wandered in the desert in the burning bush and all that shit? Jesus? Oh, was that Jesus that did that? Oh, shit. I think so. <laughs> was it not? I don't know. <laughs> I, neither of us did, like, fucking Sunday school. <laughs> Actually, I don't know, Neil, did you do Sunday school? You might have. I probably did. I just can't remember it. All I remember about Sunday school was uh, every Christmas, Santa came and gave us, you know, selection boxes. So that was the highlight. Everything, else is, everything else is a blur. So it's so long ago, I can barely remember. But in primary school, they did have reception or something like that, where you all get into a room together and sing hymns and shit like that. And they, I think they told some stories. So I have a, a vague recollection of... They didn't tell this story? No, no, they didn't tell the story of Sting. <laughs> wandering through the desert <laughs> so unfortunately if they did show music videos that were kind of like this you know in those sort of classes back in school i think i would have remembered more though i don't think it's totally factual because there is a mermaid 
the, the yeah the, the mermaid does kind of come out of nowhere because everything else loosely hangs on the same theme but then there's just uh mermaid i, I don't know i kind of thought the mermaid was something to do with the little mermaid story disney <laughs> is that disney you're talking about <laughs> no the the story the, the disney movie is based on which is an actual like story oh okay didn't know that. You know that there is a that there is a famous statue of the Little Mermaid in Copenhagen. Nope. Okay, well there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure what does it have to do with like loss of religion or loss of anything, loss of faith, because it doesn't. I don't know. It's the video gives me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to believe in our our old friend friend Harry that there is a deeper meaning to it. But yeah, it was definitely full of a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, weird uh magic and whatnot i mean we had the uh the scene where um is it was it sting transforms into a pig or is it someone else i think uh, it's a random guy i think else, yeah. yeah like wh- why can anyone tell me why uh magic this is sting he plays a sun and a cross and all sorts of objects in this video so i guess it must be magic it's, uh two minutes 55 there's a bunch of old men surrounding it. Wait, no, that is Sting. That is Sting. Yeah, it is. What about the old man surrounding Sting of what looks to be the start of a possible orgy? <laughs> is he, I saw this in the notes. When about says this? It's uh, not the same old man as a pig, is it? Is he, yeah, it's the same old man. I think it's towards the end. Uh, oh my oh. God, I guess. Yes. The word you guys are looking for is Three bestiality. minutes, 26 seconds, 25 seconds. Just watch his face, okay? He's in the middle, by the way. So watch his face go from smiling to, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Or kind of looks like, why am I doing this video sort of face? There's a couple of couple of points where I'm, I'm watching it going, I don't know if this is acting or just st- Sting being pissed off. A lot of the scenes where he's standing in or near the castle, he looks like he's genuinely freezing to death. Because <laughs> he's just kind of rubbing his shoulders and going like, oh, when can I go I mean, home and have some tantric sex? <laughs> Because he's into that kind what of thing. What did you tantric sex? You put it in the notes as well. Yeah, there was a news story that he was he was bragging about his tantric sex prowess, and that he'd go for like seven hours and shit like that. Yo, peaceful <laughs> wife's vagina. I think I think later on he he admitted he was talking shit, but what, uh, I'm shocked. Things talking shit never. They're John Vark. Which, not sure again how it's connected to loss of faith. I think it's more about having faith. The one thing that kind of tripped me over was Ding's character when he's sitting in the chair. It's kind of what I was referring to as the um, philosopher from the Enlightenment. It reminds me of someone I just can't quite place who he's supposed to be. It's kind of like very enlightenment when they're starting to question everything, including religion and science and like life in general. It's, it's def- definitely a good chair to be sitting in and philosophizing. It's a good quill to have. It's a very philosophical <laughs> quill. There's a scene in it where he's on stilts. You guys pick that up? Yeah, that's when he's they're going through the desert. No, um, one twenty nine. He walks out of the castle on stilts. Oh yeah. Well, that takes skill. But also, why? Why is he on stilts? Was that something maybe they did back in the day to make themselves look grander? Maybe. Because they'd basically do anything to make themselves look a bit fancy. Big feathers and shit. How tall is Christine? Three feet. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I didn't realise he plays... uh, He doesn't. He doesn't play the Moses, does he? Yeah, Yeah, he does. That's not Sting, is it? Yeah, he's stinging um, fake beard. Oh, come on, really? I didn't pick that up. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I think that's one of my favourite parts of the video because he's he's standing there, kind of looks like he's on a stage, starring in a primary school production of 
some Mosey thing and he's just taking it way too seriously. He's full method actor there. I will split C's. <laughs> there isn't actually a single blink from him, so that's that's yeah. That's talent. Yeah. I do, yeah, I think just in general, I think his performance in this is pretty on point. Basically playing everyone apart from a couple of the odd support characters, Joan of Arc and stuff. I'm happy that he doesn't play, a, he's not in drug. Yeah, that wouldn't have aged well. Not really, no. He does play that mental knight, knight in the ocean. That's King Canute. <laughs> who is King Canute? I don't know who King Canute is. Danish king, I think he's the first Danish king, isn't he? Or like, actually no. Is he a water sense. king? Did he hit the waves? <laughs> <laughs> King I don't know if you could him. But yeah, he is sitting in the in the in the ocean kind of slashing away at the water, which I, pre- I appreciate on multiple levels because it's kind of just, it's funny to look at. It's funny to think about him actually filming that. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to fight the, mer- the mermaid. Hold on, yo. Uh, I need to read this out because Wikipedia. So <laughs> there is a story of the of King Canute and the Tide. It's a apocryphal anecdote illustrating the piety of humility of King Canute the Great. In the story, Canute demonstrates uh, to his flattering courtiers, people from his court, I guess, that he has no control over the elements, i.e. the incoming tide, explaining that secular power is vain compared to the supreme power of God. Wow. The episode is frequently alluded to in contexts where the futility of trying to stop the tide of an inexorable event is pointed out, but usually misrepresented. Sorry, but usually misrepresenting Canute as believing he has supernatural powers, uh, where the actual story is in fact the opposite. Yeah. So, so that that particular shot of Sting waving his sword sword at the the water actually does yeah. have a historical backstory. So may, maybe I w- wasn't given this video enough credit. Maybe everything in it has some sort of historical backstory. No, but they do. Everything, everything they has a story, but it's still not. I don't quite understand why the, the song is about losing your faith. And some of the things are about losing your faith, but then some are about having stronger faith in religion, where he's literally thinking that he has not faith, no faith in religion. It's it's just a bit baffling. I think they just kind of gathered different religious allegories without actually connecting them to the point of the song. And they were just like, oh, it's religion is good enough. They got a couple which were actually about people losing their faith or their faith mm. being challenged or whatever. And then they yeah. thought, fuck, we've still got two more minutes to fill up. <laughs> Put the Little Mermaid in there, it's fine. I'm going to quickly look up and try and find out what the story behind that pig is, because okay, sure. I need to know. <laughs> Talk about yourselves. Yeah, the pig must uh, must mean something important. Hopefully it's a bacon-related biblical story. I, I can't find exactly the pig, but I did find a page on the internet called 14 Bible Verses About Pigs. So nice. a boar from the forest eats it away and whatever moves in the field feeds on it. Deep. Anyway, right, so the video. <laughs> so, sure, yeah, the video, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the whole thing with like the, the beginning with the people walking through the desert, it just keeps on reminding me of the movie The Seventh Seal. Like the just imagery that they have there, which is like a traveling circus. And the movie itself is about loss of faith and God kind of abandoning people. And it's about a, a crusader who comes back uh, and he's dying, basically. And he the whole thing is about him trying to speak to God and realizing that God is not there, but death is there. So it's kind of on point. I've seen the I've seen the scene where he's playing chess with death. I've never watched the full thing, but well, there is like different scenes where because um, the, the, there's several main characters and uh, one like part of the cast is the traveling theater group kind of. 
And the final scene, like which is a very fucking famous scene, is them doing the death dance, I think. Um, hold on, I'll try to find it for you. Like when you see it, you kind of immediately get why. So he's he's kind of continuing uh, we had with the Black Hole Sun video. We we're talking a lot in that one about how he's basically ripping off Blue Velvet, or not ripping off, but homaging Blue Velvet uh, by David Lynch. And in this one, he's homaging another film. He's going for the the great artist steel sort of approach, maybe. There you go. We're just going to take a break in the podcast to watch some uh, some old art films. Oh yeah, no, it does look like he has definitely taken some inspiration from it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's uh... no, like if anything, that actually makes perfect sense because right. um, it is actually something directly re- related to losing your faith, which is what the song is it's about. Kind of thematically on point. Yeah, even like I would have not held it against Howie had he decided to make the whole video kind of a reproduction of the whole movie, but Sting. <laughs> Like I would have, I would have understood it. It would have made sense. Yeah, it's quite interesting seeing Go West to Black Hole Sun to this. You can kind of see maybe a sort of maturing of his kind of style. No, that's this is before Black ah, Hole fuck Sun. That ruins that whole idea. Right? I think <laughs> How? Black Hole Sun is ninety four, isn't it? No. no, it's actually probably the other way around. That he started with um, something a bit more. Grounded, although you know, go west, which we don't go there. <laughs> but he started with something a bit more grounded because he didn't have access to CGI the way he wanted to. And then something, something hit in '94, and he was like, "Oh, CGI everywhere! Just throw it." That's quite interesting because yeah. this this one actually, the figure looks a lot better because he's not go- he's not going full hog with it. So maybe this is a lesson in sometimes a little bit of restraint or limitation is a good thing. Could be. We kind of get back to my point with Black Holson that had they gone for physical makeup yeah. as opposed to CGI would have probably worked better with the limitations they had at the time. Yeah, it's got some similar stuff in it. Like, sorry, I was vaping there. I probably shouldn't do that while talking. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's got some vape. Life. It's got some similar stuff in it. Like, uh, there's like kind of Dutch angly shots of of Sting standing about, and you can see the sky is all weird looking and going faster than it would in real life, which they also have in Black Hole Sun. It definitely, you can see elements of his sort of style in there, but in my opinion, this actually works better because it's more, I, I, I don't know if you can call this video grounded, but compared to Black Hole Sun, it's more grounded. It's more on, your, on the nose, but that makes it a bit more concise. You have four and a half minutes, so I don't want to feel existential dread, dread. Existential dread? Dread, dread things. <laughs> <laughs> Words. I, like, I don't want to feel existential dread because I didn't understand your uh, fucking music video. <laughs> it makes you think more or less. I've been looking up pig stories. Uh, and stuff like that. It, it, it seems like it definitely makes you think a bit more of this one than Black Hole Sun, which just makes you kind of want to run into a corner and go, in, go into yeah. the fetal position. It definitely expanded our knowledge on history and... Like biblical, uh, apocryphal stories. Yeah. So we learned something today. Yay. Yay. Learn something new <laughs> every day. All 
Right, I really, really like this video. Not sure why, but I just think it's technically solid. It's full of energy, and I think what gives a slow-paced song enough visuals to not make, well, me bored. I think it's got a great use of props, makeup, lights, and whatnot are all standout points to me. Now, I think this is a point I just want to ask you guys. I don't think there's CG in this. I think it's clever camera work, especially with him looking like the moon. Oh, really? Not the moon, you know, like the sun and whatnot. I don't know. It just sort of stands out to me that it looks higher end than other stuff we've seen before. That's quite that's quite interesting. I never really clocked that maybe the, the whole moon, sun face, whatever, is, isn't CG. And so you think it's some kind of camera trick or something like that, maybe. It looks a bit smoother than what you would think like a cg you know fire for instance would look like or the way it's blended and whatnot i mean it might i might be wrong but it doesn't look like there's any green screen um put into this it looks like most of it was in camera uh maybe like basic effects and whatnot but nothing too ridiculous i guess well he is on the screen for a couple of shots um you know as a cross um so that has to be some sort of you know cg whatever overlay stuff but i thought it was quite slick regardless of it but i mean it wouldn't have been too out of, out of the ordinary of a big badly rendered cg dragon just flew in <laughs> um, but i'm kind of glad i kind of glad it didn't but it does feel kind of epic it's quite a feels like a bigger story i kind of liked it has a similar sort of vibe and sort of style to it as as his other videos like black hole sun and stuff like that i think it's just a bit more sort of tasteful tastefully done shall we say but it does continue the sort of tradition of just being a, a big long stream of nonsense. But I think it's a much more well constructed stream of nonsense this time. I mean, we think I think we all kind of agree that in the grand scheme of how we videos, uh, this one is actually not that bad. It's it still keeps with the symbolism, but it makes more sense and it doesn't try to be. It's still like symbolism, like eighth grade symbolism, but it doesn't try to be more than it is it's definitely better than many other videos especially at the time where everyone was just kind of going crazy <laughs> with colors and cgi and effects and it's it's just overall like it's a video that i wouldn't necessarily mind watching again even though i'm not actually a sting fan so i might mute it it's like it's surprisingly as dave said tasteful and it's not it's it's fine yeah i enjoyed it for a change of the videos we've been watching <laughs> yeah. here um i think for me best part would be um sting fighting in the water in full armor it's <laughs> definitely a highlight worst part would have been the nightmare inducing floating cross and moon faces yeah. um not a fan not gonna be able to sleep mm. tonight oh yeah forgot about that yeah shout out to the wooden throne which makes multiple appearances <laughs> including getting drenched in the water and it still freely spins <laughs> afterwards. I thought it really stole the show. <laughs> they must have had a good supply of WD-40. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they really got their value out of that prop. Yeah. I'm going to say the same as Neil. My favourite part was him sitting in the water on his on his, on his his throne, waving his sword at the sea yes. and just generally giving it... Good choice. Giving it what for. Good choice. <laughs> so, uh, I've, I've heard of getting the fucking sea, but I've never heard declare war on the fucking sea. Oh. <laughs> Although I wrote that, wrote that before we realised that there was a deeper meaning to that part. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> the more you know. And uh, I do have a runner up for this, which is uh, at three minutes, 25 seconds, uh, the group of guys who transform Sting into a pig. It sort of cuts to them clearly singing along with the song and just having... <laughs> what looks to be a, a, a grand old time so i enjoyed that uh, and the worst part was when stings in, in the castle or around the castle and he's kind of hugging himself looking like he's freezing because i genuinely believe he actually was freezing and uh, it gives me a lot of flashbacks to 
being out filming and <laughs> nearly dying of hypothermia, which happens quite a lot when you film in Scotland. I believe the first movie we shot together was that. Yes, I was actually thinking of that, yeah. Yeah, me and Nelly worked on a film years ago and it was it was cold. It was really fucking cold. The film was great, but... The film was great. Phone box, look it up on YouTube. Uh, my favourite part was actually the desert scenes. And I know I'm breaking the, the collective here, but I kind of really enjoyed the theatricality and kind of the fantasy feel and the soft fo- soft um, focus, like filter. It, I, it, just, it was just kind of very like... It felt fake in a good way, if that makes sense. I quite liked it. Um, and the worst part for me, or the least favorite least... For me, it was the Louis XIV scenes. Um, I just didn't quite get what did that have to do with losing faith at all. It's it just a, like a French king who thought he was God or whatever. So uh, it was just kind of whatever symbolism they were trying to do with that. It was a bit lost on me, but feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Please do. Which which parts were Louis, the, the whatever? It was Sting's face in the sun. Oh, okay. I am pretty 100% sure that that was supposed to be a reference to Louis XIV because he did that a lot. Like he put his face in, like in the middle of the sun. He's known colloquially as the Sun King. Oh, well, he must have had one hell of a marketing department. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine French kings did have that <laughs> uh, up until they stopped having heads. A great lesson for us all, UK, anytime now. Eat uh, the rich. <laughs> Is it No, I'm, I'm good. Uh, it's an eye for me. Definitely eye for me. Yep, eye yes for me. What do we do next? Um, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe we can go something very cheesy like uh, Bonnie Tyler or Whitesnake holding out for a hero. I see an explosion right off the bat, that's a good sign. More standing in the desert, sharing at the world. Um. <laughs> it's like it definitely a video to have stuff happening in it. And it looks like it may have a bit of a story, which I think some of these have been lacking. So <laughs> looks terrible, but love it. <laughs> what year was this shot? Oh, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> Twenty eleven. It's like uh, it's like Michael Bolton all over again. Yeah, but with actual story plot. Yeah. Uh, well, I think. And a bit more um, bondage. A bit more bondage. Everybody loves a bit of bondage in their podcasts. Thanks for listening to thanks for what we called again. Thanks for listening to We Can't Rewind, we've gone too far. And join us next week for Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero. Yeehaw. Bye. 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 Never darken my door again.